Well, guys, we finally made it. The Super Bowl is over and come to pass. But you know what? Now it's time to move on to the next season. What's I'm going sad. on, guys? Don't be sad. My name is Caleb, <laughs> joined by always with Mr. Justin Haynes, and this is the Football and Laws Podcast. What's going on? Man, let me tell you, did, did you watch the entirety of the game? I hope you did. All right, so... I had a uh, pickup hockey thing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So when I got back home, I had to get my youngest son in the car, and we went to go get some things for uh, my wife, your sister, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to uh, to Target. Of course. And uh, then, of course, I had to pick up dinner. So the dinner thing is what caused me to have to listen to the first drive on the radio. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Um, it's kind of cool. I was at Firehouse Subs, got to watch Chris Stapleton actually oh. hit the under Firehouse Firehouse Subs, yeah. Hot Subs, hot subs. Did you know Firehouse Subs was founded by firemen? I did. Wow, god, shout out to Firehouse Subs. I used to work there in high school. Um, great, great food. Um, great food. They were they had the game on, obviously. Uh huh. Um, so Stapleton went under as 205, he went 202. I thought the under over under was 202. Yeah, what's what's funny is we we didn't place no bets or anything like that, but me and my buddy Zach were here and our buddy Anthony and his sister Kayla. But uh, me and Zach were like, All right, what are we doing? We're gonna go, let's say, over 201. Sure as shit, <laughs> we had the timer going, and as soon as it hit 202, we freaked. We were like, Let's go. Yeah, so I think it was officially set at 2.05. Um, so I watched that and then watched the uh, the flyover. And then... Did you see about the flyover? It was the first time all-female flyover yeah, in the I mean, Super Bowl? It was, like, it's good, right? But I'd say. it also seemed very forced. Well, you know, very it's forced. good to happen. Oh, that was a good one. I see what you did there. God damn it. <laughs> um, all right. No, that was good. I was glad there. I had to I saw some, I saw an opportunity. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um so I listened to the entire first drive. After the national anthem, me getting my food, me getting in the car, strapping a two-year-old in a car seat, mm-hmm. which those of you who have kids, welcome. Uh yeah, it's not fun. Or cats. No. Um <laughs> putting them in a crate. Okay, putting them in a crate. I'll give you that. Look, I will tell you, I, it took me nearly an hour to get Mando in the cage when I had to get his balls chopped off. My arms were his bleeding. Balls was getting chopped up. My arms were fucking bleeding. Okay, so did that and I was on the road from the time the national anthem ended. Before the first, before the kickoff happened, I even got to hear the whole spiel about how Butker only went five yards back on the kickoff because he was eleven yards back, and that's what caused his injury. Right, right. The field was trash. We can talk about that here in a minute. Oh God! But I did get to watch pretty much the entire game. I even was able to take a shower as soon as halftime started. They got out of the shower before halftime show began because quick with it yeah well let's let's talk about the halftime show for just a second before because you know we're mainly be talking about football but let's talk about the halftime show for just a minute here what'd you think i'm glad she only played the hits right like i knew all the songs yep 
Congratulations, she's pregnant. Congratulations. Yep. Um, don't really care. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we all love Rihanna, but compared to previous years, it seemed like kind of a letdown. It was a cool performance, but like for for what sh- you know, you you, you can't make a pre- did did they actually say she is pregnant? Right. Yes. Okay. She confirmed. Yeah. So it's well, like for her, a pregnant her PR person. Did. Yeah. So for a pregnant lady to be up there, like. I don't know how high we're to say 50 feet up at the sky, 60 feet up at the sky being strapped down, trying to dance around with all these other people like that. Insane. Crazy. So props to her for all of it. I just thought it was underwhelming from previous years. And you always like a good guest appearance and stuff like that. And I don't know if it was just me. Other people might have had the same experience, but I have a 4k TV. Now I was streaming uh, from using your direct TV stuff. But I have my TV on Vivid, like uh, it's a Vizio TV. I have it on Vivid settings. So it's supposed to make the colors bright, make them pop more. The entire time, I thought it was so bad because everything was pink. I had no idea she was wearing red and the stage was red. For whatever reason, every on the, the Vivid setting or something like that, mixed with all the flashing lights, kept clashing it, and just my entire TV is bright pink. And it kind of like was obstructing the view. So I finally realized it with like two minutes left to go and changed the setting on my TV. I was like, this can't be it. And then it made it better. So I I was kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what brand my TV is. Mm -hmm. I just know it's a Roku TV. But that's almost all of them nowadays yep and uh game setting worked out the best for the super bowl for me which is weird which but is weird if you think about it no it's for it, gaming not not games it made it look like you were playing mad oh well, i guess that makes it a little bit more interesting kind of so you were able to see like the 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 players' jerseys look exactly like they're supposed to in in real life. Makes sense. Usually, I've never had a problem with the vivid setting and everything on there. Well, I don't we, know what it was about those. It was colors. different. Um, you know, I ended up just watching it in standard. But like, if you were just watching the game, not mm-hmm. the commercials, not the not Olsen Burkhardt in the booth, none of that. Mm-hmm. It was the game worked for my TV, but like I said, I can't I can't even tell you the brand of it right now. Hey, no no worries, but that's just my two cents of the Super Bowl there or of the halftime well, show. So, yeah, I think it was just underwhelming. I think the Super Bowl halftime has just kind of been it's it's uh it's overdone its stay. It's always going to be a thing. But like well, until the next really like crazy one happens, like they need to quit trying to incorporate so many generations in it. Like the last good one, I think, you know, was probably Prince. I mean, there were some really good ones. Bruno Mars and Beyonce was pretty good. So Bruno Mars was he went for it. I'll give yeah. him that. But like the mirror thing was a little, or that was the weekend. The mirror thing for the weekend was a little weird. Yeah, Bruno Mars did was okay. Uh, I just don't. I didn't care for the Beyonce one. Yeah, I just, I always just like there being more to it. So like, like I said, she's pregnant and everything like that. So I get it. But the background dancers kind of stole the show. Have you seen the memes from it? 
Dude, they were. I mean, it was. Their outfits were huge. The one where they were like high legging with their arms teed up in the air. Yeah. I've seen so many memes like me high stepping my way to the snack bar or some shit like that. Or uh, me on the way to the fridge here in five yeah. minutes. If you keep talking about it. Exactly. Um, but well, let's move on. Now, now that we got past that, uh, keep in mind the field though and the stage. We'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, okay. So overall. One of the better Super Bowls I've watched game wise. I in agree. A, in a while. I agree. Um apparently the script, you know, the script that we all joked about, that was just it was so awful. <laughs> well, what it is is, you know, with every good script that gets leaked, you gotta change it. That's all it was. Well, I agree with that. They it's saw just... the script got leaked and they said we can't let them know. So they switched it up. It was really well, it's really just the Eagles got a bad hand dealt is what happened when, because whoever leaked it screwed him over. I knew the game changed when not the first but the second wide open walk-in touchdown on the same play on the opposite side of the field happened. Yeah, and I've been reading a whole bunch of different stuff, and it's really it really goes to just Andy Reid reading their defense, no pun intended there. Um, he he exposed them in the red zone, man, and he really just I, I I can't tell you word for word what all has been talked about, but they they knew the defense that the Eagles were playing, and they knew exactly what play needed to be called when in the red zone to uh, uh make it happen. Yeah, and I mean Pat Mahomes after halftime was what one incompletion that was a throwaway. Yeah, it Patrick Mahomes pretty much like. He he popped he go, off he in the second half. With the second half. Yeah, and for him, I mean, I hope to God he gets as much relaxation as he needs after winning the Super Bowl because he, man, I think we aren't the only ones that were just worried about him with that ankle and everything. You hate to see such a great, talented quarterback getting hurt, especially in the biggest game. It's good to see he was able to brush it off, but you got to think he's got to be taking it easy this off season. Yeah. Okay. Um. So let's talk about some bets in the Super Bowl. So my bet, I, I put a pretty outlandish one out there. I think three legs didn't hit, but the first leg that didn't hit was the one that hurt the most. <laughs> and it was Kenneth Gainwell scored the first touchdown. They got called back and then Hurts scored it. Dude. And Gainwell was part of that parlay. So like if that would like when that happened, I was in the car and I was like, let's go. I didn't even see it. I was mm-hmm. listening to the radio guys. It was just like, oh, that's like devastating. Yeah, me and Zach were looking at it, and I was like, oh, no, they're calling it back, dude. And we felt for you because you sent me the text of your bet, and it's like that was just jaw-dropping, man. Did most of the other – did most of the rest of the bet hit? Yeah, I think like I think like three of the – I mean, it was like a freaking 11-legger. Like, it was ridiculous. I just kept clicking on shit. Yeah. Well, let me see if I can find my crazy one. I had my squares. My squares didn't hit. I had a bad. I had bad numbers. Um, mine didn't hit either. It's okay. I I had really bad numbers. Like it was uh, I it was uh, Kansas City two and Eagles one. So I was really pulling for forty two forty one, and it almost happened. But you know, oh well. Hey, that's part of it. Well, let me take you down the rabbit hole of my good luck. 
bets. And I'm going to go ahead. Spoiler alert. It ends in profit. You ready? So the night started. I put 50 bucks and this is what sucks because it's a 10 pick parlay. So I'll go one by one. I'll start with the ones that hit and the ones that didn't. Isaiah Pacheco over 34 hit Jalen hurts over 34 rushing yards hit. Kenneth Gainwell, over 19 rushing yards, hit. A.J. Brown, over 59. Devontae, over 49. Jarrett McKinnon, over 14 receiving yards. Then the ones that missed were Valdez Scantling getting a touchdown, Miles Sanders getting a touchdown, Marquez getting 19 over 19 yards, and then Patrick Mahomes over 249. So four, four out of the 10 I missed, and I was like, you know, those are pretty reasonable. The touchdowns I was less worried about, but I was like $50 on a 100% parlay boost to win 9,000. So I was like, it's the last leg. Let's do it. Well, I also put a, um, it was like $10 for the Eagles to win. It was like one of the parlay boosts that they had for the game that would have hit if the Eagles won. Well, I thought, okay, that's it. That's the last bit of betting that uh, I'm going to be doing. Well, and I've already told you this, but, you know the beer commercial that happened, right? That's the part when you say yes. I'm sorry, I had you muted, so I was, I was giving you the floor. You were allowed to rant. But you know the beer commercial during it? It was a Miller Lite, Coors Light, ended up yeah, being a abs- Blue Moon. Absolutely. I forgot. Those that are familiar with DraftKings or other betting stuff, they have free pools, quote-unquote, is what they call them pools so basically it's just like eight questions like who do you think is going to do this who do you think is going to do that it was literally a bet for the commercial and i had completely guessed this thing so it was like which beers mentioned first which what colors the pattern on the floor 12 questions i hit eight out of the 12 questions eight out of 12 so Uh, go ahead like that's phenomenal yes the number here's one. My main, here's my on. main question. Before you say that, the person that came in first place and it was the only person to come, there was a bunch of people, eight out of 12, nine out of 12, 10 out of 12, 11 out of 12. There was no 12 out of 12. There was one person who got 11 out of 12. Guess how much he won? Uh, I think he told me it was like a hundred and something thousand. A hundred thousand dollars for guessing <sighs> random questions on a beer commercial. Yeah, so on the beer commercial, did you know where they were going with that commercial and being like Blue Moon's also by this company? No, see, here's the thing. It pisses me off now because the final question was which beer or it was like who who wins at the end of the commercial. And it was like Coors Light, Miller Light, a bunch of other stuff. And then Blue Moon was on there. And I thought I was like what the hell does Blue Moon have to do with this? But I was like, ain't no way. That's just to throw people off. And I thought about clicking it, but I fucking didn't. If I had done that, the difference between eight questions right and nine question right, with my eight out of 12, I got $177. Had I got one more question correct, I would have had like uh, $1,100. Man, that's that's wild, So, But it's all guesses, and that's the crazy yeah. thing. Well, and it's I didn't being in hockey, I didn't have time to like figure the bets out. But then, like, I was texting you 
like I got, you know, I got my main parlay in, but then like I was sitting there and my brother was texting me like next touchdown scores. And I was like, uh, I wonder what, uh, I wonder what I have on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just gonna shout out all the sports books. This this pod just free advertisement. I'm sorry, but thank you for making us money. Um, so I got on FanDuel and I was like, "How the hell do I have eight dollars?" Well, I did some research in Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when I was telling everybody to ride the unders? Yep. Or the underdogs. So I did unders and underdogs, and I ended up losing a little bit of money. But like, I thought I lost all my money. Apparently, I still had like ten bucks left on the account. There you go. So I used uh, I took Kadarius Tony on the next touchdown, one touchdown early, because he ended up getting the next one. It just really hurt. It it always sucks when you have see the next touchdown scoring is always so risky. I remember two years back, I bet back-to-back touchdowns. I picked Tyler Higby next touchdown. I bet like 10 bucks. I got 200. Then the next one, DeAndre Hopkins, boom, 200. So I was up $400 back-to-back like instantly. And I was like, yeah. holy so shit. I was following my brother. Shout out me. Um, what I noticed about it was <laughs> – what I noticed about it was – each one of them were plus fifteen hundred, so it was a dollar to win fifteen bucks. So Damn. I was like, I I can throw it down on that. Mm-hmm. And then neither one of them hit. But you know, it's one of those. You're just like, whatever. It's gambling. Let's do it. It's right. part of the fun of the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, same course. with the national title game. If it's closer than our last one, but um, I really don't have much other to say than. There was one common theme that I noticed at the podium or in the mm-hmm. post game with our national champion in college football and our Super Bowl champ. And it's kind of like it's irritating. What is it? Well, I don't understand what the hell. Like Vegas even said that Kansas City was going to win beginning of the week. And then, of course, Philly, like, at the end of the week was favored, but like yeah. I got Kansas City plus a hundred. That was the bet I hit. Thank there you. you go. Good job. Cool. Whatever. It's not a lot of money, but um, <clears throat> the Georgia defensive player that was like somebody said we were just gonna go five and seven. Who the fuck? Oh yeah, my French said you were gonna go five and fucking seven. Yeah, this yeah. is irritating to me. Everybody had you going at worst 11 and one, and your one loss was to Tennessee because they were like, Hey, their offense is good. No, psych, we used it all up on Alabama. Nah, what it is, what it is, is like some random troll accounts that don't actually exist. They're just bots. And it's like, no, yeah, no, yeah, I fully think it's a paid Georgia graduate student from Kirby Smart. Yeah. And honestly, in the day of NIL, by God, it's worth it. Because not only is Nick Saban cruising in a Ferrari right now. Slick, I saw that. He's probably found three students to say Alabama is trash. August 1, 2023 on Twitter. And then he's got like 100 people that he's already slipped hundies 
and then he's got some boosters that slip people some hundies, and that some bitch is gonna blow up, and he's gonna post for that bitch all over the locker room. Well, here, and you know it's gonna work. Here, you don't even have to do that. All you gotta do is be a Georgia fan or a Tennessee fan, or an Auburn fan, really, and they're gonna do it all for free. He, they don't gotta pay no one for bad publicity. All they have to do is just let them complain. Uh, I saw a post today. I forgot exactly what, but it was like. Auburn is the little sister to Alabama because they have been completely owning Auburn this year in football, men's basketball, one game, both women's basketball games against Auburn this year. They have beat, I think gymnastics, they beat them on that, uh, from that post softball's coming up, baseball's coming up. And just like so far, it's all wins by Alabama. Yeah. So we have um, to tie that back in. Kelsey said that we were all underdogs here. And it's like, no, Vegas literally had you picked to win the game. Yeah. I mean, that it, I can get that in a sense because it's like, it's the Super Bowl. Like, you can only really pick an underdog so much. Like, you both won your championship games. Yep. You're both and at the Super Bowl. Like, like, I get that too. But, like, at the same time, like, 25 minutes later, the early preseason odds for who's going to win the Super Bowl is guess who? The Chiefs. Yeah, and, like, of course, people are going to pick the Bills, the Bengals, like, cool, whatever. I'm picking like, the Titans. Fuck. Fuck. I got them at, like, plus 7,000 right now, I think. You need to make it plus fucking 12,000, and I might think about it. Look, I am full on, like, saying we got to fuck everybody over and get Bryce Young with the first overall pick. Okay, we're going to... Five minutes. I need five minutes from you, Caleb, and then we can get into that. Make it 30 seconds because I got to finish my bets and we still got to talk coaches. Okay. Well, we're going into coaches right now. Well, hold on. Let me let me finish my bet talk. We'll get okay, into coaches go. and then we'll talk a little bit of the draft before we go. Finish the bets. So that $177 I won with that, right? We're backtracking to this now. I'm like, all right, there's not much left in this game. What can I start betting to make money quick? And I'm like, wait, I can start betting on the next plays. So I'm like, okay, let's see how the Chiefs are doing. So I picked, this is literally, you pick the next play, rushing, passing. So I'm like, all right, it's the Chiefs ball. I'm going to bet they run the ball while they pass the ball. I bet $100. I lost it. So I'm at 70 bucks right now or 77. I'm like, fuck, okay, I'm going to ride it all right here then. Put $70 on the Chiefs to pass the ball. They did it. I won 140. So I'm like, all right, we're winning. And then I'm like, all right, so the pass and rushing bets are a little too risky. What can I do better? So the the passing odds were is plus 100. But then I look and I'm like, wait, there's an odd of if they will get a first down or not. So I kept hitting no. So it was a minus 340 for the Eagles, like first play to be a first down. I hit no, put 140 on it. I won 180. Um, I still had that other seven dollars, dude. This is crazy. The next one, all right. The Chiefs were on the goal line. It's like Chiefs on the goal line. They're basically guaranteed to get a touchdown. Put one hundred eighty-eight for them to get a touchdown. um, Minus two sixty-five. One got two fifty-eight. I put two hundred dollars on the Eagles to rush the ball next. Plus one twenty-five. It hit. I got four fifty. Next one. I. Or while I was doing that, I also put $59 on them to first play to be a first down. I hit no. Won $79 on that. 
So next one uh, at minus 240, it was like fifth play to be a first down. So I think it was like third down or something like that. I bet the 500 I had, 1708. Then I put $700. It was like first play to be a first down for the Chiefs. Hit that. Now I'm at 933. I also put yeah, I, I put $38 on yes. So I was like, even if I lose, that odds was at plus 225. So it was going to win me 150. So even if I hit no and lost that, I would have at least still had that 100 something to fuck with. But luckily it won. So the next thing, $800 on the Chiefs, fourth play to be a first down. I hit no. I got $1,232, and that's when I stopped. <laughs> so, I I mean, I, I kept $100. Um, I was at, at the time, because I won another one, I was at like $1,350 total. So I took $1,200 out. Left the hundred fifty in. I ended up losing that so on fucking like so basketball pro- games. We got but... a profit. Yeah, twelve hundred fucking dollars to end the Super Bowl. So I think I'm gonna take that win. And unless I see some good promos, I don't think I'm gonna do much more betting. There you go. Until football season starts. But I think my new thing, instead of overseas basketball games, I have now moved on to next play betting. All right, here we go. That's a rabbit hole. Okay, so. Give me a minute to just sum up all of this craziness that happened. So the new offensive coordinator in Baltimore is Todd Mockin. He is going from Georgia to Baltimore. Uh-huh. Apparently Lamar Jackson set in on these interviews. We're good with it. Cool. Yada, 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 whatever. Uh, without even missing a beat, Kirby taking one off of the Saban backpack. Do you know who he hired? I, I saw it. I forgot what the exact name is, is but I saw it name? earlier. Jay's name. I can't remember it. I just told you that. Telling me, Caleb. I saw it earlier, but I did see that they have an, quite an impressive lineup of Georgia alumni coaches. Mike Bobo. Okay. Bobo, 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 Bobo. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I had to do that. Mm-hmm. My Tennessee fans will understand. So after that, we have our last two head coaches being hired. We have Philly hiring. Say his name. I'm going to give it a shot. It's Shane Steichen. Close Steichen. Enough. Close enough. S-T-E-I-C-H-E-N. You pronounce that how you will. I'm going to go Steichen. Let's go with that. Okay. Um. I thought it was going to be Saturday. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised here with it being an offensive coordinator, and he's really freaking young, like really freaking young. Well, it makes you wonder now if Saturday is going to get to stick around in some way, shape, or fashion. I mean, they gave him two, three interviews. So it it makes you wonder if they might – they like him but don't think he's head coaching material yet. So you might see him on the team like as an analysis or something. This guy's 37. Uh, my idea for Saturday is a more of a assistant GM role for like underneath Ballard. I can see something like that. Me too. Okay. So with that being said, the, he's the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go to the other side of the ball. Defensive coordinator for the Eagles, Jonathan Gannon, no relation to Rich Gannon. I already looked it up. 
has got hired as a head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is interesting to me because he's 40, so both of these guys are really young on the head coaching side. This is a defensive head coach going to coach one of the most athletic quarterbacks. Like we're gonna, we're gonna just—he's athletic. I, yep. He's—I don't think he's got it between the ears as far as like I'm gonna study the game long term. I'm trying to be the next Tom Brady. No, it's a hey, call the play after the tackles and the offensive line breaks down. I got this. Kind of quarterback in Kyler Murray, which is awesome. Right. He's an awesome football player. Absolutely. But it's interesting to me to go a defensive guy. So we got to watch the offensive coordinator hire there. Um, I'm going to try to do this real fast. So with all five of the new head coaches, we got Carolina going with Frank Wright. Mm hmm. We got the Texans going with D'Amico Ryans. Yep. Sean Payton's going to the Broncos. Mm -hmm. And now we know that Jonathan Gannon and help me out one more time here. Offensive coordinator for the Eagles. You're just an asshole for that one. <laughs> I really needed you to say his name. Nope. If I had it, if I was looking at it right now, I would, but I don't. So I can't. <laughs> Steichen. Steichen. We'll go with that. Yeah, I'm just gonna Shane Steichen. Um, who won this hiring cycle? Did anybody win? Is it too hard to tell? Let me hear sixty seconds on your your thoughts here, Ken. New winners. I think the the I, the Texans. I think they've got a good young guy. Not trying to be biased because it's Alabama. But um, I feel like maybe not so much even coaching-wise. You can look at the team as a whole. You got a younger coach with a young, young team. with Second high, overall draft pick. Yeah, high draft picks. He already The team already hit on Damian Pierce this past season, and they were looking hot. I mean, hot towards the end of the season. They just couldn't capitalize. Uh, you got the potential of John Mechie coming back next year, too. Maybe, maybe. Okay, He's taken over a good I'm team. I'm a Tennessee fan, but that to me is hype. I need, exactly. I need some John Mechie in the NFL. Exactly. And I think, you know, maybe you can get another draft pick with Brandon Cooks if you decide to trade him. So I think they went in that aspect. But, again, I probably would have said that with any coach that went to the Texans just because I think the Texans have a good shot of being not a Super Bowl contender, but a contender in the AFC South. They're okay. not going to be a joke, I don't think, this year. All right, second win. Sean Payton, man. I mean, a win. Let me let me get this straight. A win for Sean Payton. Overall loss for the Broncos. Because they had to give up so much picks and like so much so well, much that he could have used to work with Bradley just to be Joe. able to go there. Bradley Chubb got traded yep. for the pick that they eventually, like the main pick that they gave up. Yep. So I think they basically said, we traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Which makes sense, but it's just like, it's a new coach coming to a team, and then like all these picks are gone. 
Yeah. That's the only thing that rubs me wrong about that. But I think Sean Payton finally being able to head coach again is, is good for him. Good for the team. It sucks that they are losing these picks. Other than I'm that, gonna, the rest of the teams, we just got to wait and see. I'm going to say the only winner is the Broncos. Yeah. And you pretty much cleared all of that. Like, you, you covered everything I was going to say. So, like, uh-huh. I'm just going to stamp my seal of approval on what Caleb said there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to add a little bit more onto that, we already saw a small interview, whether it's really a big deal. It's probably not realistically. But we I don't remember if we talked about it last week. I think we might have mentioned it. But um, Russell Wilson's uh, yeah, other trainers. coaches, yeah, yeah. they're not going to. I'm sure there's going to be some leeways here and there, but he's not going to put up with bullshit. He's not going to put up with antics is what it seems like. And I think he's going to bring, he's going to bring people down a peg and real realism and yeah, get the team in a headspace. Let's end with uh, some QB talk. So first things first, Brady says that he hopes Aaron Rodgers doesn't retire. And I honestly think that Rodgers is not going to retire because of the whole Hall of Fame class, Rodgers and Brady together. Uh, yes, both of them are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Don't at me. And if you want to at me, go for it. But if you do, you got to follow the football in-laws on Twitter. <laughs> Them's the rules. I don't make them. Yep. Psych. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out. We've already established, like, he's going to say, all right, I'm going to play for Green Bay. Or I think it's the Jets. The Dolphins, the Bucks, oh god, or the Raiders. All right, so let me go ahead and put this in perspective of what you just said. If if we are hypothetically speaking, Aaron Rodgers won't retire because of being in the draft class with Tom Brady being overshadowed by Tom Brady. The last Retire, thing, retirement class, yeah, yeah. The last thing I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna do is go to the team that Brady just left and then be more in his shadow because then you're thinking yeah, like, but here, how does here, he live up to the expectation? I don't think there's any thought. chance. Here's my thought. He goes, he goes to Tampa and then it leads him to a Super Bowl, even if he doesn't win it. It's like, what the fuck? No, man, I don't think there's any chance. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay is. It's the time for Tampa Bay to restart. They went so, and got all their old guys. Okay. We say this. What did what just happened to Derek Carr today? He, he got, got released. released. Yep. Because the Raiders are stupid. Yep. They said you can only get traded to an NFC team. So he said, you know what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. That guy might end up going to the Saints. But why Saints would he go to the Saints? Why would he go to the Saints on a trade when he could get released and keep all of the guys around him? Exactly. See, I think Derek Carr is There's 31 the other biggest teams. winner there. There's 31 other teams. Why limit your guys? Like, oh, you can't go. It's like, for instance, I've I've heard a joke. What if Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat comes out and he says, hey, uh, so I saw a vision. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to go be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to say no? Own them forever. Are they going to say no, or are they going to be like, "We'll see"? <laughs> That'd be They're going to say crazy. no, but like it's one of those like, 
obviously they'll say no as a team, but then like, then you got the aspect of, if you look at the draft, you got Houston, Tennessee, and the Colts that could all trade with Chicago. Yep. And still one of the other two's franchise, quote unquote, quarterback coming and, into the future. And that brings up another good point. We we don't have a lot of time left, but bring it, wrap it all back to what I said earlier about Bryce Young. Earlier today, the owner of the Colts was talking about, like, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said in an interview, that guy from Alabama is looking pretty good, and we were looking into him. It, the Colts are trying to make a trade. I think, as a Titans fan, I love Ryan Tannehill, but at a certain point, you have to ping-pong around and see what you can do where to make money back somehow. Getting rid of Tannehill can help you out, whether you release him and get money or trade him for picks. If the Colts are looking at Bryce Young, they're realistically Colts are getting either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Wrong. So, all right, look, just we got. Two I think CJ Stroud's the third. Uh, uh, me personally, Jim Ursay. Just say I we gotta go. It, I think yeah, I think it's Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud for the okay. Titans. I think it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. It's the Texans. We have no clue. All right, Nothing. so going going into that, you're thinking realistically. Like we've said before, the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. Both the Colts and Texans pick ahead of the Titans. And the Titans the have Titans, Tannehill or Derek Carr. And exactly. If the Titans do not do something to make a move to get one of those quarterbacks, Titans are going to start falling behind. Now, the quarterback does not like take precedence completely for the team, but it takes a whole lot of uh, of that capital no, it, to the team. It, it's head it, coach, quarterback, OC. Like, exactly. There, there's the hierarchy there. So if all three of the rivals have a a dynasty quarterback for their team, we're falling behind. So I think if we can go out of the way to jump up, get one of those quarterbacks while also screwing over one of the other teams, I think we got to do it. Yeah, I think the Titans got to stay put at 11, move up, do not move back. There's only 15 top uh there's only 15 first rounders this year. Don't stock up on draft picks. All the good stuff. I think we're good. With that being said, we'll see you guys next week or talk to you guys next week. Um, there is no off season. Yeah, I said it. There is none. Football year round. Let's go. Uh, and uh, go balls tomorrow night, by the way, Caleb. Hey, roll tie. We'll have some bets going along with that. Y'all take it easy now. Tight note.